So we're learning about Kivet Avaim, and uh, we're at the bottom of 31b. And again, we said that we've defined it. There's certain minimum requirements of showing respect and showing honor. Now, we said that uh, the mitzvah to show them respect includes bringing them food, uh, water, clothing them. So who's going to pay for all this? me. Who pays for the nursing home bill? That's for Shalom, right? Who's, who's going to pay? Who, who's, whose bill is that if you have to do it? So it's one thing, um, but who pays for that as we turn to today's page? So guess what? There are two opinions. Rabbi Yehuda said, he said, Michel Ben. He said, the son, you got to honor your parents. That's at your buck. you got to pay for it. Rabbi Barosha Omar Mishalaf. He says, no, you're not. You're obligated to, uh, to do the work. But uh, they got to pay for it. Orilo Rabbanan, there's a famous story that uh, somebody came to, I think it was with Chaim Brisker, that, uh, how did it go, that they, their parents needed them, but they lived in a different country. And uh, he said, isn't the halacha not obligated to pay for a plane ticket? You know, it's a fortune. And he said, that's absolutely true. So just walk. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's something like that. Or it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's, yeah. That's right. So, that is, a child isn't obligated to spend their own money. He held that, uh, it, uh, that the, the money has to come from the parents, but if the parents uh, have the money for the food or the drink or the clothing, then the child doesn't. Where's the question? What do you mean you don't got to pay big bucks to honor your parents? Never kavod asavicha it says, honor your parents. It also says, kavod es Hashem mehoncha. It says, show respect from Hashem from your wealth. My lahalin, well, just like you got to pay money to honor Hashem, because so in kiss, that costs a little bit. Uh, it costs a little bit to be observant. There's a, there's a cost there. Afkan, it's going to cost you money to, to show respect to your parents. Yeah, Ms. Mishalav. Is that supposed to be a kavod um, not a kavachomer. It's really a hekish. The Torah compares the two. Uh, and if you want to say that it's on daddy's bill, what's the, uh, what, what is he saying? That you're, you learn from Hashem that you, it's going to cost you. It's not going to cost you a penny. It's going to cost, you, he's going to, get to, it's going to be on his estate. The Gemara says, they take off work. Um, even if he has to pay for it, but you have to take off work to take care of him. Tashma. But the bottom line is, let's see who's correct in this debate. Is it, uh, do, are, are you obligated to spend your own money to honor your parents, or is it only if they have the money? So Tashma. Bez Achim, two brothers, Shnei Shutfin, or two partners, Avu Beno, a father and a son, a Rav, a Tamudo, or a teacher and a student. Poden Zeh Azeh Meiser Now, the rule is, that if uh, you have a certain amount of crops and you want to turn them into money to bring up Jerusalem, it's a lot easier to carry money than it is to carry wheat or whatever that may be. So you want to redeem it. Uh, if you're the owner, you have to add 25%. You've got to pay the fifth. You've got to add the fifth. But if you're not the owner, you can do it at no added cost. Twenty Well, it's debate how you figure it out. You're right, 20%. It's a little bit of... You, could be is it from the inside or the outside? Whether the twenty, the fifth, a fifth of the—that's how they, they have 
Yeah. Or fifth above the other. Right. So the, um, but either way, uh, you don't have to pay it because this is somebody else. This is your brother. This is your father. This is your your student. So they can do that. Uh, now, uh, also, there's a rule when you tithe that uh, some, some of the tithes go to the poor. So you can't uh, say, well, I'm poor, I'm going to keep it. You do, that, that's, that's not going to fly. You have to give it to another poor person. So what they can do is uh, one can say, I'll give you my, my tzedakah and you give me your tzedakah. And they give each other... Um, in some places, that's what people do if they're both poor. They, but on the other hand, you have to give to someone else. So I'll give to you, and you give to me. That's like a, the understanding. So that's the halacha, that they're considered somebody else. Uh, the iambis, and if you want to say mishobed, ben, if you want to say that when a, 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 a father doesn't have the money, the son is the one who has to pay the bills, nimsezeh pareya chovo mishobed it comes out that um, uh, if the son is supposed to pay for the father and instead he's giving him maiserani, he's, he's taking the money from the poor to pay his father. Let's see Rashi. If the son has food for the poor, uh, he, he tithes and it's ready to give to the poor and his father doesn't have the money, he can give it to his dad. If the father doesn't have any resources. Even though he loves his father like himself. And if he didn't have Maiserani, guess what? He would pay. Because the son's obligated, according to this view, to take care of the father. But he's allowed to use the Maiserani to give his father. Uh, so, but if, the, uh, if this is what the son's obligated to do, then how can he use Siddhaka money to cover what he should be paying? So Morris said, really, it's not a proof. Really, the son... Uh, is obligated to pay. But the son's obligated to pay a minimum. Food, drink, clothes. But who's going to pay the... Um, uh, who's going to pay for the newspaper? Who's going to pay for the, uh, the luxuries that people need? There's more, there's more needed than the basics. So the son has to pay for the basics. So he's allowed to give him the, the charity money for the extra... Let's see, Rashi, what are the extra? There's lots of extra in life, by the way. He's only got to give his dad the average minimum requirement. There's a certain amount. Now, by the way, if you ever look at these, um, you know, like on the labels of the cereal boxes, or, you know, it'll tell you like this many calories for one, for a third of a, uh, you know, you wait, wait a second. Uh, who's going to drink only a third, you know, like the very small, uh, they, they want to do that to keep the calories lower, the small portions. So you're only obligated to, uh, it could be really, you are obligated to give your father, but you're only obligated to give him an average portion. But average, there are certain people that they, average doesn't suit them. Let's finish that Rashi. What if What if your father likes to buy a little more? Than, always, the energy company always tells me that my energy bill is like higher than I... <laughs> I think they don't know about Shabbos. I think maybe that's it. In Shabbos, we leave the lights on. Or... I don't know what happens with mine either. 
rising tide. They used to be yeah. in the top percentile, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's right. So, but unless they they tell everybody, they must be. I see they tell us all that same story, right? Yeah. But uh, but uh, if your father needs more, so you're not obligated to pay more. You're only obligated to give him the average. You you know somebody must know what the average portion is. Dad, here you go. He looks at this and says, son, this isn't going to work for me. I don't, who's going to eat this? So, okay, I'll give you from the charity fund for that. So, Morris said, So, if that's true, so then um, uh, we learned on this, it should be, a person should be cursed. The person gives his dad the charity fund, you know, brings him from goodwill. He should be cursed. The Ila but if this is for the extra, he's really supporting his dad. This is just for a little more, a little spending money. What's the difference? So Morris said, it's so embarrassing to have the charity, uh, you know, drop off the charity, uh, charity money. The, um, you know, they have next week, um, they wave the chicken, you know, with the, uh, the, the uh, caparis. And so you're supposed to give that to the poor. So a lot of the poor are too proud to eat the... I don't want to eat the chicken that has the person's avarice on it. You know, like that. It's like it's, it's hard today to find a poor person that wouldn't be embarrassed to eat the caparis. Now, they'll take cash and they'll take food stamps, but they don't want the chicken that, you know, that he put his avarice on it. I'm going to sit there and eat the chicken away. Um, unless I guess a person is really poor. But, uh, but they do have trouble finding, uh, uh, you know, somebody, a customer for that... Uh, for that uh, chicken. Somehow on the chicken, they just don't taste good. The, uh, there must not be a lot, lot of people aren't used to fucking feathers. Oh, that's true, too. That's true as well. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's right. But poor is one thing, but to pluck the feathers, that's like, uh, okay. But you're right. Tashma, our grandmothers did. And I was, you know, they used to do it. It's hard, you know, they, 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 they knew how to do that. That's uh, Tashma, come in here. So again, we're still with this question, who pays for honoring your parents? So show, uh, who's obligated to pay? So show us, Rebbe Lozo, how far does it go? It, it, it goes so far that if your parents grab your money, and they throw it away in front of you, they do things, there's nothing that infuriates a person when they work hard to see that thrown in the garbage. You know, that's the... That's, you should get angry at your kids when they throw away your money, right? That's, the, that, that's very hard to hold your temper. If your parents would do it, and you don't say anything, <coughs> that's how far it goes. But if he's paying for it, so you know why he didn't say anything? Because you're going to take it out of his account. <laughs> oh, Dad, throw it away as much as you want. I'll just go to your attorney and I'll, I'll get the money back. So what's the problem? So the more said, where you're going to inherit them. So it's going to come out of your pocket anyways, eventually. eventually. Uh, tore the silks in front of Rabbah, his son. Why did he do that? Let me see Let me see if he gets angry. So I don't know. I guess he was trying to train him. He, 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 uh, a person really, uh, anger is a media that you have to work on. Uh, it's a... Uh, um, a person is not supposed to get angry. That, you know, that a person gets angry is like they worship idols. And so he, wa- he wanted to see if his son had conquered that Mida, so he took something very expensive and he ripped it in front of him. So uh, obviously, um, so um, uh, the question is, 
if the um, was the son paying for it or was the father? If the father was paying for it, of course he didn't get angry. So the Gemara says, so this proves that the, the son is paying for it. So back to the Gemara, but how could you make such a test? Maybe the son will fail. The Ka'ovra, Alif Na'ivra, Losite Mikshel. He's going to make, put a stumbling block in front of the son. The son's going to yell at the father, Dad, stop it. How could you do that? I told you a million times not to waste my uh, tear the silks. So the more I said, uh, so if, if the son fails, then the father is, you're sinning if you cause someone else to sin. So how could he let his son fail? The answer is the mochaleinikri. The father ahead of time said, if my son yells at me, I'm mochal. I have a kovah mishum But isn't the father wasting? So the more said, abulei bapumbi. He did a fake rule. He didn't tear it. He tore it on the seam. And then he was going to go to the tailor and have him re-sew it. It wasn't what it appeared like. Maybe the son was a little smart. The son also knew that dad was only tearing on the seam. He did it at a time of anger. When you, at the uh, at time of road rage, then people can't control themselves. So even, even if it's on the seam... Uh, then it would have gotten him angry, and that was the test. Okay, the bottom line is, um, we didn't prove it so far. Does it come from the son, or does it come from the father? Who has to pay for the kivit avein? Masile Rav Kessel Rami Rav Kessel taught to Rami his son, Hanisrafim Miniskalim. So they have people on death row, and um, uh, typically they have one jail for those, those people that are on death row. But the problem is in the Torah, there's different death rows. <laughs> there's, different, there's different categories of people, different types of, not all, uh, not all people that are killed are equal. So what happens if you have those that are supposed to be burned and those that are supposed to be stoned and they get mixed together? So what do you do? Uh, they all look alike. You know, you're not going down there to tell who's who. And uh, they're all put together. So what do you do? So Rishim and Omar, you don't have a skila. Since you can't, you, you can always give a person a lighter death sentence, he won't mind. Uh, but you can't give somebody that didn't deserve a greater sentence uh, uh, worse than they deserved. So give everybody the lighter sentence. So judge, give them skila, they'll get away easy with stoning, because to burn them all, that would be strict. You'll see why we're getting to this story. Rabbi Huda, the son of the rabbi that did the talking, said, Abba, Daddy, uh, don't, you're, you're wrong. Lo tenisuhachi. Don't learn like that. My ear is straight for Kamura. Why are you saying the reason that we can't give them the burning is because it's stricter? Why don't you go with the famous rule and look at the majority? The majority were being stoned, and if one or two Bernies get in there, well, uh, no problem. So Gemara said, isni. This is how you should learn it. The other way around. If the stoners get mixed into the majority of the Bernies. I shouldn't say stoners. That means uh, those are fans of a certain group. But I had an Uncle Bernie too. So, but, that's the, uh, but you don't want to mix up the, burn, the, ones with the, uh, the ones that get burned and the ones that get stoned. So Gemara says, If that's the way you should learn it, but then look at the next case. They said that you should get the stricter one, because they say stoning is worse. So my ear to skila chamura. Why is the reason? Because the stoning is worse. Typically, the roughness roughened in who? So why don't you say the reason is the majority? So they're having a debate about the circumstances of this um, uh, brisa, 
whether the issue is giving the uh, when somebody gets mixed in, do you give him the most uh, the the lenient sentence so that nobody gets the stricter one, or is it a question of of the minority getting what the majority get? So the So uh, he was saying to Rib Shimon, you said burning is worth loskilakamur. Um Shmuel Rav Yehuda. So uh, this is a separate discussion. Really, in Sanhedrin, we'll get to this about what kind of death sentence to give. But what's important to us was how he corrected his father. So Rabbi Yehuda told his father, "Lo tinisu hachi. Don't learn like that. No, you're wrong. He didn't use the word wrong, but he said, "Don't learn that." So Omer Shmuel Rabbi Yehuda. Shmuel said to Rabbi Yehuda, "Shinana, you sharp. You're sharp, but lo temele levucha hachi. Don't say like that, Titania." We, that you you talk disrespectfully. That's not how you. That's not how you should have said it. That's not how you correct your father. Rashi lo lo Don't don't say right away. Shehuta, you're wrong. The commerce lo Don't learn like that. Who are you? You're, he's your dad. You don't talk to him like that. Uh, how do we know that that's disrespectful? The Tanya Shari over over al Torah. If a person's father Chas is breaking the Torah. Al Yomer La Abba, don't say, Father, over Sadive Torah, you blew it. You're, you're translated the Torah. El Omer La Abba, you should say, Kakasa Torah. The Torah says, Thou shalt not Kakasa Torah. So back to Gemara, that doesn't sound like such a nice way to say it. It's to me. You're going to cause him pain. <laughs> Thou shalt not. That's not a nice way. El Omer La Abba, you say to him like this I learned in school, Mikra Kasa Torah Kach. I learned this verse. Do you think it has any, you know, in other words, you say very indirectly, respectfully, let him figure out what you're trying to say. But don't, don't say it like, you know, you're wrong. Let's say a new thing. Uh, again, so we just, we, we brought in a new discussion about the, the proper way to correct one's parent. Let's say father says, I need to get a drink. And the well is a few miles away, and u mitzvah lasos, and you have another mitzvah to do. So which comes first? It's a mitzvah. You should put aside. Uh, your father will have to wait, and you do the mitzvah. Why? Uh, because me and dad also have to do the mitzvah. Isi ben Yehuda says it depends. Im If you can get someone else to do the mitzvah. Uh, so Tassai, let someone else do the mitzvah, and you'll take care of your dad. You should try to find the middle ground. In other words, it's true that Hashem's honor comes first, but if you're able to have somebody else take care of it, and you can take care of your father, that would be better. We hold like Yehuda. What happens if the father forgives his honor? He can forgive his honor. Harav, but the, the Rebbe, Shemokhak photo, then he can't forgive his honor because it's not his honor, it's the honor of the Torah. Mm. Rabbi Yosef says, I feel even a Rav could do it. Hashem Hashem is the Rav, and Hashem went in front of us. Now, we all know that the, the, the more respected person, the Rav, doesn't go first. The, the student leads the way or the, uh, before the father, and here Hashem went in front of us. So you see that uh, the, the teacher or the, or the Rav can be Mochel. Is that a good proof? Amar Rav Hashta. What kind of proof is that? Hashta Makodesh Baruch Hu. 
Uh, that's God. Alma delay, the world is his, Vitor delay. Who God can decide what he wants to forgive. It's all his to decide. In other words, it's 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 his Torah. So if Hashem wants to give it his honor, also the Medrash says that he put the cloud there to protect them from the uh, the, the arrows, you know, or the he he, he but but the, he did it in a way that if he wants to, he can forgive his honor. As we turn the page, Hacha, over here, if you're uh, if you're the Rebbe Torah delayhu, it's not your Torah to forgive. So if you're, they're supposed to show honor to the Torah, you can't say don't show honor. It's not your Torah to forgive it. That's what he said first, but then he changed his mind. in The Torah is theirs. So it's your Hashem gives it to be your Torah. Well, if it's your Torah, you could forgive it. Aini, it's not true. The great Rava, who was the great rabbi of his times, uh, he made himself a bartender at his son's wedding. He was so happy uh, to, to have the son's wedding that he, he passed the drinks around the tables. He went around, did you have enough to drink? In some places, they take out the really good whiskey and the host brings it to the tables. I don't know if that's the custom or the... I've seen that. Either that or they're afraid it'll disappear and they want to make sure everybody gets some. Um, but I, I've seen that. You know, they bring out the really good stuff and then like it's the father of the groom, whatever, he brings it around to the tables. So, um, so uh Vidalile, Kise, Lirapapo, Lirafuna, he said to he said to Rapapa, have a drink and Ravuna braid Rivishua. We come and makame de Rav uh Mori Ulirapinkas braid Drivkista. I'm sorry. So um now the other rabbis when they saw him bringing the drinks, they got up, below Kame Mikame. Uh but they didn't one of them didn't get up in front of him, the Ikbin, and he got upset. He said, Hanu Rabbanin, uh, Rabbanin, or some rabbis, rabbis, Vahanu Rabbanin, Lo Rabbanin. Why is it that some rabbis showed respect and some didn't? I mean, uh, shouldn't you have stood up for all of them? Vesu, and also, another story. Repapa was pouring the drinks at the wedding of Ava Marbure Darav, his son. Vidale Kisil, Reb Yitzchak and uh, he brought he 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 poured a drink for Rav Yitzchak his son of Rav Yehuda. And when he brought him the drink, he didn't stand up. Uh oh, the ikbit. He got angry. So uh, our question is: Well, I, I thought uh, if they forgive their honor and they're serving the drinks, why? Sh- you know, you don't want to have to get up in the middle of your meal. Somebody wants to bring be your waiter. That's fine. So the Gemara answered: Afilu hachi hitter mevali. He should have like done the uh, you know the you should have like. Uh, made the motion. You don't have to stand up, but when somebody who, if that person wants to forgive their honor and pour you a drink, but you should still like make the sign. You know, you should like push up a little bit. Um, even according to the opinion that a person, a rabbi, a rabbi can forgive his honor, Nasi, the leader of the Jewish people, the leader of the Jewish people, if he wants to forgive his honor, he can't do that. The more has a question. There was a story with these three great Tanoim. Uh, with these Tanoim, these great Sadikim. Uh, they were having a party uh, in the base of Mishnah. It was the wedding of the son of Rev Gamliel. Rev Gamliel was the, the prince. And Rev Gamliel became the bartender. He stood there and he waited on them. No Sinakos, Rev Lazar. So um, they, he gave a cup to Rebbe Leizer. Rebbe Leizer was embarrassed to take from the great Reb Gamliel. He said, no, thank you. He didn't take it. 
Nostal Reb Yeshua, they gave it to Reb Yeshua, Bekivlo, he took it. So they said to Reb Elazar, Maza Yeshua, Omerlo Reb Elazar, Maza Yeshua. So Reb Elazar, who didn't take the cup, said to Yeshua, the other student, Maza Yeshua, what are you doing? Are you going to sit there and let him be your bartender? That's not respectful, even if he's trying to do it. So how can you allow the Nasi, the leader of the Jewish people, to be your, uh, your waiter? So Amalei, he said to him, I'll tell you why. He said, we find, we find even greater waiters than that. Shishimish Avram, Godol Hador Avram Avinu, our grandfather, our father, was the greatest in the generation. And guess what kind of job he had? He became a waiter. They say there were certain yeshivas where the waiters went to the, 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 the top students. You know, that was like the top. Uh, the, really, we don't see it um, as uh, uh, to us to do a, something for a fellow Jew is the sign of the greatest honor. It's not... It's not taking away your honor to, to go and uh, pour a drink for somebody. That's the, the, the great Avram Avinu went and uh, was the waiter for the, uh, the people that came. I, maybe you want to say, I guess if angels came to you, you'd pour him a drink. But that doesn't mean that you would pour a Shlomazel, get him a drink. Uh, you're the rabbi, you're the Godel Ador, but you, you would only do that for angels. The answer is, that's not true. Lo nidmu el He thought they were Arabs. He didn't know they were angels. And still he was willing to be the waiter. So if Avram Avinu could do it, we could let Reb Gamliel do it. Um, he says, why did you quote Avram Avinu and ignore Hashem? How, how come you don't bring a proof from Hashem and only talk about people? HaKadosh Baruch Hashem is the waiter of the world. He brings the mashiv ruchos, if we're hot, he brings the winds, umal and and he brings the clouds, umorid matu, matzmiya kadama, v'orcha shulchan levnei kol echad He gives us a table. Hashem gives, brings us everything we need. We can't let Reb Gamliel Barebi in other words, the Rabbi Sholem uh, uh, made a world where he waits on us. He takes care of our... Taking care of a person's needs is not an insult. It's not a, a lack of honor. It's the most honorable thing in the world is to... HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu waits on us. Even if you want to say the leader, he can be a waiter. He can do it. The, the, it's not a... It doesn't take away from a person's honor to give to someone else. But a king, king can't do that. It doesn't work. A king is a little different. A king, there has to be that station. king has to make the tough decisions. And if people don't have like the instant acknowledgement that this is the king, then, uh, then they're not going to... Uh, the, the king is different. But anybody else, uh, if they want to help other people, that's not, that's not a dishonor, that's an honor. Okay, interesting subject. It says you should stand up in front of Seva. How would you translate Seva? Uh, sage? What's a sage? An elderly scholar? Um, a gray-haired old man. A gray-haired. That's a, the word Seva is like gray? Is that the word? Is it a, 
I've heard the word like hoary hair. I don't know what that means either. Like the gray hair. The, but, what? Showing your age. Showing your age. Uh-huh. Okay. So you should stand up before your elders. So I would have said, Yochel, uh, I would have said, Afiv Nezak and Ashmai. What about if he's an old fool? The question here, what this word Ashmai means. Um, Rashi learns um, that, that, that it's like an old fool. But if you look at Tosus, top Tosus, Zokin Ashmai, Pirsha Kunjiz Asmai Rasha of Amaaretz. He says you should stand up even in front of a wicked old person, even ignoramus. Tosus doesn't want to learn that way, that that's what it means. He wants to learn Ashmai is from the word shomem and empty. He's, he's not wicked, he's just nothing there. Not, you know, just very, you know, very simple. So, uh, so the, the, we see from here that, that the, the Talmud Lomer, that's what I would think, Talmud Lomer Zaki. It says, an elder, ain't Zaki el It means somebody wise. Shenemra asvili ish... Shivim ish mizikne Israel. Yosef says, no, ain't zakin elamisha kona chachma. He says, zakin means a person who acquires Torah wisdom. Shinemar, Hashem kona reshi's darkum. Yochum and yama mefanim and makam rachach. If you have to stand, even from far away, tamalama takam vahadarta. It says, you stand up in a way that shows respect. Lo amarti kima, you only have to stand a makam sheesh hitter. You stand in a way that will... Sh- Somebody's on the other end of the world, you know, all the way... He's not even going to know you're standing up. That doesn't show respect because nobody can see exactly who you're standing up for. Yoko Yadranubamamun. All right, if you have to show respect, so instead of standing up, maybe do something really nice. Give him the bucks. Give him money, right? Uh, maybe that's Tambaloma. Talkum Vadarta. My Kimish ain't kiss. Just like when you stand up. It doesn't, uh, you're not obligated to spend money to stand out. It doesn't cost you anything. Afhidr, also, the showing of respect, she'en It's not the kind of hidr. Um, sometimes we find by hidr mitzvahs that you've got to spend a little extra or be willing to spend a little extra to make a beautiful, a beautiful esrog or a beautiful, you know, pay just a little, that's the mahadr. So I would have thought maybe you've got to pay a little extra to show respect. No, you don't. Yoko, yamim, what if it's in the bathroom? And uh, or if it's in the bathhouse, you only have to stand up where it shows respect. In the, you know, to let somebody go to the stall or to the you know the bathhouse, that's not it doesn't show respect uh, over there. It's not a place of respect. Well, um, what if the uh, you're sitting down and, and you're very comfortable, and, uh, and the 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 rav is walking nearby, and uh, just be awkward to get up in the middle of the meal. You lose your napkin or whatever. Or it's a, so I would have thought, maybe you can just uh, close your eyes, and uh, just pretend not to notice that he's there. It says you should stand up and show respect, but you have to have fear of Hashem. There are certain mitzvahs that only Hashem will know uh, if you did them. It's given over to your heart. Um, some, you know, if you want to, you could find plenty of, plenty of excuses not to get up and not to show that you noticed him. Uh, uh, it says you should fear Hashem. How do we know uh, that if you're an elder person, you shouldn't force people to show you respect? It'd be better not to trouble people. It says... He learned that you should stand up for the elders, Afilu Kolseba, even if they're not wise elders. So the Morris says, Kamash, but the Morris says, isn't he repeating a view that we said earlier? That was the first view. 
we're having a debate. Do you have to show honor to uh, to anybody? So again, Rashi learned any el- elder person, even even a wicked person. Tosus learned even an empty person, according to that opinion. But now we're we're repeating that opinion. So the Gemara says, "No a young person who's wise." Do you have to stand? Are you standing up for the age and the wisdom, or or even if he's young? You're not obligated to stand up for somebody who's young and is wise. No, even if he's not old, if he's got wisdom, if he has wisdom, which is, you're standing up for the wisdom, it doesn't matter if he's young. My So what's the argument? If we agree that Tanakama, Why does the Torah separate it? That they're separate things. One thing is age and one thing is wisdom. There's a certain wisdom that comes about just by having been there, done that. That's you're standing up for the age. And the other thing is the, is the knowledge. But if he's young and he has the wisdom, you've got to stand up. Tanakama, Mishum Deboila, He says that we wanted to put those two together that the fear of Hashem, that you could find excuses not to do it, and, and fearing Hashem is that you don't, uh, that uh, Hashem knows whether you're showing respect or not. But Tanakama, my time, what's his reasoning? So, we'll, um, so the answer is, if he agreed with Rabbi Yosegel, we're really in the middle of this uh, drasha, hopefully we'll take it up uh, again tomorrow, of the, there's a, a debate here about how far the obligation to stand up uh, goes. Is it for just an elderly sage, or for even a younger sage, or for even an elderly person who's not a sage. Those are the three way. And then we had the Machlokas Rashitosus. Does it mean that he's empty, or does it mean that he's actually could even be a not nice person? Is there a mitzvah to stand up for?